Hello, welcome to uh, From the Rookery Inn, the uh, last pre-season podcast before Watford head off into the Premier League for real. It's coming, Jason, it's coming. It is, and I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, we are uh, at the Watford-Sevilla uh, game. Uh, uh, joining Jason and I uh, is uh, Geordie. Welcome back, Geordie. Hi, uh, how you doing? Uh, now, you speak Spanish, don't you? Si. Uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, as ever, you know, from the Rookery End in our sixth season now, uh, we are lifelong Watford fans, all season ticket holders in the Rookery End, and uh, these podcasts are our take on life as a Watford fan. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be trying to figure out what the starting eleven might be against Everton. Talk about the pre-season, what we think about the quality of it, who will make it, who won't make it, what troubles might we have with our 25-man squad. Plus, there's, there's, some, there's some differences. I think we've been playing a big game of uh, Spot the Difference tonight, haven't we, Jase? I've got one already. Paredes is coming on sort of right wing. <laughs> that's that's, <laughs> that's new. That's new, yeah. Um, but there's, a, there's the advertising boards that aren't switched on. They're building stuff everywhere, aren't they, Julie? Yeah. Yeah, for me, I feel like I've almost gone into a parallel universe where I left Watford with, you know, Djokanovic playing in yellow and all the players I recognised and now I've turned up again. <laughs> the stadium's similar but not quite the same. They're playing in black. And Gomez is there, Cathcart's there, Dini's there, uh, Layun's there, Anya's there, but there's some others. So it's, uh, it's going to be a case of just getting, every, getting to know everyone and just get used to our new surroundings as well as getting used to being in the Premier League. It is going to be a, a lot different, to say the least. Anything else you noticed uh, different, Jason? Uh, well, we've got Sabutio World Cup goals now. Oh, yeah, think, they're John. black nets, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're interesting. I don't think they come with the... Uh, when you play Sabutio... They didn't come with the goalkeeper punches opposition forward and knocked him out accessory, though. Yeah, with a bit of a delay, the uh, big, uh, fairly early in the first half. On the way to the game, I did notice the uh, car park near me seems to have gone up in price, so that seems to be £7 now and £10 for minibuses or vans. <laughs> oh, it's the Premier League for you, it's the Premier League. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans for Watford fans from the rookery end. Half has just started, nil-nil. I wouldn't say one side in particular has dominated this game so far. No, I think Sevilla are the better team and I think that has come across, but not in a, in a dominant way. Um, I think both sides have hit the post. Sevilla, you can see when they're playing the ball around in midfield, they're playing some nice, quick one-touch passing. We try that, it doesn't always come off. Uh, you can see the difference, but we're, we're holding our own against a, a Champions League side. But it is only a friendly. It is only a friendly. Um, but but like you say, those little quick pass we're trying to make, that is the exact sort of thing you need game time to get used to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and we've sort of talked about a lot of new players. And there's this whole idea that a side needs to gel when they bring new players in. There probably is an element of the, the players getting used to each other and getting used to their movement. Uh, Flores will have his preferred formation and style of play as we know and uh, the guys have got to get used to that new and old well Jason by the end of the game I want you to pick your starting 11 uh, for the team that will start at Everton that's your challenge okay. and Geordie can say if he agrees or not cool um, any other players stood out for you uh, at the moment not really uh, stand out as, a, as someone who is going to be a cut above everyone else yeah, but then looking at the players that we know, uh, you know, Dini, we know what he's capable of, but he's been a bit isolated up front. You know, Igalo's had a shot. I think Igalo had the header onto the bar, wasn't it? Or onto the post. Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of obviously still got his um, his kind of positional awareness. Nyom looks like the kind of guy you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of. I think he's going to be a decent fullback. As I was saying to you earlier, he looked like uh, Lloyd Dyer had eaten one of uh, Super Mario's mushrooms because he's... <laughs> 
He's like a, a, a metre taller than Dyer, but he's got that kind of uh, broad-shouldered gait. And then on the opposite side, we've got Anya. You know, and, and we talk about players gelling and getting used to each other, but Anya's not really been seen as a left-back in, in a Watford shirt that often, or a, left, a left-sided defender. So even the players that, have, that are here or have been here before that need to get used to everything. So it's almost as like everyone's got a fresh, a fresh start. And you know, as kind of Jason was saying, Sevilla have probably been better or have shown more potential to be better given that they're, um, I don't know, they're maybe a bit further behind us in their preparations as their season start later. But I think, you know, if you compare it to St Albans when it was a start, it was kind of, it was like a walk in the park really. And this is obviously a, a huge leap in, in quality and a, a much better test. And so far we're holding our own, so that's fine. That's the thing, the quality of, of our pre-season, you know, as you said, we, we won away at St Albans, uh, we drew away at Wimbledon, uh, unfortunately had to share the cup. Uh, two games over in Germany, 4-1 win, 2-0 win. Win, 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 like this so far. Uh, we're, we're at Dundee, a European trip, second European trip yeah. of the uh, of, of the pre-season. Uh, one nil win. Can, can we just coach it? He's Dundee United, United, of course. Sorry, yeah, yeah. the Tangerines. Another team of European pedigree, if you go back far enough. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah. What was it, 87? Maybe even before that, I can't remember. A little while ago, yeah. Uh, and then, and stuff. And then a, uh, a, another European trip to, to Wales, uh, where we uh, lost... To Cardiff, only one loss out of that. Um, but the, the, the quality, Jason, of the teams we played is definitely higher. E- yes, uh, I suppose it, it, it's hard to again talking about friendlies, and they are we sort of stepped up. I think as we've played go, played games on and on and on. But if you sort of want to sort of take a marker, look at Paderborn, who we beat two 0 They'd spanked Bolton four one. Yeah. Um, a, a week or so before that so that sort of gives you an idea of the level of the teams we're up against and and how we're comparing compared to other teams that but, but, once were at our level yeah but we're not going to play all Champions League sides all top top sides but compared to pr- uh, previous pre-seasons it's definitely better yeah I think so it's, I think it's rare that we play we certainly never played a championship side in pre-season for for a long time um, so that's probably a good again a good test in fact I think Flores used it as an opportunity to play a slightly different formation anyway um, so a, a good test for trying something different against quality opposition a team that won here at Vicarage Road last season Seven games Geordie do you feel that actually that's enough? Well, I mean, the time limit kind of means you can't really play many more. Uh, you know, we only played Cardiff a few days ago. I think um, pre-season, I mean, it's, it's interesting for the fans. That you normally get a chance to see like two or three new players. We've had a chance to see, you know, like 10. So it's, it's, it's hard to know, you know, to look, who to look out for. You can't really concentrate on one player and, and keep an eye on him because you want to keep an eye on all of them. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, pre-season doesn't really matter. There's no point sticking 18 or 20 past a bunch of binmen from you know some village in Austria, just because it's going to make the fans happy. I'd rather you know we Flores got to try his players out, got to try his formation out. The players got to meet each other, know each other's names, know each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses. And actually, for me, pre-season this year is, is not not the games. It's oh, Igala nearly scored. Uh, for me, it's about what's happened off the pitch um, this season, and the kind of the games are, are, are a nice way of maybe implementing some of the ideas in training, but. They've been training every day, um, whether they played seven games, nine games or five games, really isn't, isn't of that much interest to me this particular season. 
A good thing I think I heard, um, I think Troy said in a really early interview he did on the Watford website, um, they got the footballs out almost like the first day, and normally that doesn't happen. So, they, you know, they know fitness-wise they were ahead of, of everything. And yeah. they say there's a new footballing uh, theology to be uh, implanted yeah. on all these boys. Um, hopefully it's not too too much that's going to change and we'll be uh, off and running against Everton in seven days. Hi, I'm Ketchianya and you're listening to From the Korean. Pre-season is about getting to know the players themselves within the, within the squad, but we have to get to know them as well. And of course, all these new 10 players, uh, Geordie, aren't necessarily from these shores. No, no, they're not. They're uh, with... Uh... We've done our best to kind of uh, irritate the haters by uh, deliberately uh, focusing uh, outside the British Isles. Um, I know Nigel Farage is particularly upset about our transfer policy, which is always a good thing. Uh, but, but yeah, we've obviously searched, searched for bargains uh, and players with potential from abroad. We've been, you know, not just Serie A, like some people are saying. We've, we've gone to the, uh, the Bundesliga and the Dutch leagues. Um, so, so, yeah, we've brought players in from lots of different places. I think that's my favourite thing about these transfers, the fact that they, how much they cost. You know, we have broken our transfer uh, record, but we're not breaking it by paying for a Nathan Ellerton, who clearly had a couple of good seasons at other clubs, but really wasn't worth breaking the, the bank for and ultimately failed as a, as a Watford player. But Geordie, you are, um, you speak more foreign languages than Jace or I. One, one more, one, one, one more. more. Yeah. Um, so, and, <laughs> and it's not Dutch or Austrian <laughs> or any of these or German or any of these languages. So, <laughs> but you are the official pronunciation police of uh, okay. from the Rickery end. So, uh, I'm going to name, describe the player. All right. You have to then say how you say their name properly. <laughs> okay. And Jason, if you're up for this, uh, I want you to give them their changing room nickname. Cool. Okay? I'll, I'll have a go. Okay. I'll do this in reverse order. Alright. That might help you a bit. Signed from the Dutch leagues. Uh, Stephen Burkhaus or Berkwis. How would you say how, would, how should we say? Uh, well Stephen I can have a good uh, guess Stevie. at. Stevie yeah, Stevie B. Ber- Berkwis, I guess. Berkwis. Uh, Jason, what would his uh, change room name be? Uh what should we say? Something like uh, Burgo. Burgo, okay, excellent. Then That's where uh, he lives, isn't it, in Burgo? <laughs> <laughs> a player we signed from Napoli. Uh, yeah, uh, Miguel Britos. Oh, there we go. Listen to the, the, the roll of the tongue there. Yeah, uh, he's a Uruguayan hothead, isn't he? Which is kind of a <laughs> uh, you don't you don't want to have, like stereotype players or their nationality and stuff. But uh, I think he got sent off for nutting someone in his last game. So. Well, he's not playing the first two. He can't play the first two games, Watford, because he has a two-match ban still holding over. And uh, what we're going to call him, Jason, in the changing room? Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Britos. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. <laughs> you, you can <laughs> I'm calling him whatever he asked me to call him <laughs> then we signed a player from um, oh he came from uh, Sparta Moscow yeah formerly played for uh, Atletico Madrid yes uh, Jose Manuel Jurado oh. Jason what are we calling him in the changing oh, room oh that's a tough one we're going to go for Jers Jers then we have the um, call Super Mario um, Lloyd Dyer uh, signed from our uh, sister club, uh, Granada. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's uh, from he's African, isn't he? Cameroon. Cameroon. So I would probably put a French accent on for that and <laughs> just say his name like it's a, a normal French name, like Alain Nyom, I suppose. Alain Nyom. Um, and uh, what are we calling him in the change room, Jason? Noza two. <laughs> Noza two. <laughs> uh, Nyom's the noise that uh, Anya makes when he runs down the wing. So I don't want <laughs> to confuse a few of the. Uh, 
few, a few of the opponents. Um, then we've got um, the player we, who uh, formerly played in the Premier League, uh, signed from Hamburg. Uh, yeah, Valon Barami. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a decent player. I've got a friend who's a West Ham fan. So, uh, rates him really highly, sits and never stops running. So I think like Abdi is kind of another kind of Swiss player of kind of born in the former Yugoslavia. So he's like yeah. an Abdi Mark II, if you like. And Jason, what we call in uh, Valon in the change rooms? Mogwai. <laughs> Why Mogwai? He does, he looks like a Mogwai. It's, it's that stripe, it's a stripey one. It was, a stripe. it was, it was he called Stripe, I think? <laughs> From Gremlins, yeah. Don't let him eat any fried chicken or, or touch water or <laughs> after midnight or whatever it is. Like I remember, it's a long time ago. Oh, uh, Mogwai. Well, they're 90s indie band. Then we've got a, a, a Greek player who we signed from Ace uh, from Roma. Yeah, interesting how to pronounce this one because I think he's, he's Greek, but he was born or he's raised in Germany and he was half Uruguayan. But uh, his name's uh, yeah, uh, Jose Holobas or Jose Holobas if you pronounce it with a, with a Spanish one or Holobas. If it's, but I don't know if his name's Greek or Spanish or what it is. So you'll have to just, just call him Jose or Jose. <laughs> and is there a change of name? I nearly sang it then. Jose Holobas girl. Holobasque, <laughs> the uh, Gwen Stefani song. <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> I can only hope that Jace sees uh, Holobas in the Into one day and, and calls across like that. Uh, then we got some of the early boys who came in. Um, he's our new goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah, don't even try to get to pronounce this. Uh, yeah, Jedrius Arlaskis. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much a stalwart. Old Watford favourite compared to some of these new... Uh, New signings have come in after him, but um, he's a decent player. I remember I uh, saw him play against England and he let a few in, but that weren't his fault. And he, um, he's a decent player, and you know, it's, I think we need to have two good, two good keepers. You can't really risk not having a, not having a second or a substandard goalkeeper, as we learned in 1987. Uh, Gomez has shown tonight why he's probably going to start at number one, but this guy you know, looks pretty decent on the bench. And uh, his nickname, Jason? Nutter. <laughs> Why not? Because uh, by all accounts, he is one. He's a keeper. All keepers are nutters, aren't they? But he, in particular, I think he likes to take a wander outside his area. Okay. Possibility of uh, ill goals, maybe. Then we got a player we signed uh, from another German side. Yeah, Sebastian Prodl. Um He's a uh, another big, uh, a big lump. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to get um, concerned by the physical nature of the English game that often gets accused, or foreign players often get accused of uh, maybe not being ready for it. He looks like he can hold his own. Looks like he's going to be the, you know, the, in the starting uh, back four alongside started, I think he basically started, they, they, I, I want to say that the two of them have started every single yeah. pre-season game. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to call him then, Jace? Oh, Prudes. 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 Definitely Prudes. Yeah. Oh, call him Thor. Does <laughs> <laughs> like Thor? <laughs> we just, well, again, he, I'll, I'll call him whatever he tells me to call him. Yeah. Uh, and then the other player, would be uh, the man who broke our transfer record at, for, at the club. Um, who we is a, he's French. We signed him from a local fr- uh, local club, yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, and it's nice to see our signing players from um, local clubs. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Etienne Capoue, um one half of the uh, two French uh, midfielders we were going to sign from Spurs before uh, Stan Bouley decided that the Chandelier is nicer than the Ring Road. <laughs> Uh, more fool him, frankly. Uh, Jace, what, uh, what are we going to call our uh, record appearance, a record transfer? Al. Al? Al Capuro, ain't no way. Al Capone. <laughs> yeah. Well, he looks a bit gangster. I like it. 
Um, so we've got to know them a little bit better. We've got nicknames. So, yeah, they're, they're part of the family already. And of course, when they tear up the Premier League, we'll love them even more. From the rookery end. From the rookery end, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Watford Podcast. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash rookery end. And if you ever want to drop us an email, podcast at from the Are they, uh, I'm enjoying the Sevilla fans, Jason. They're having great fun down there. They're shaking their keys or... It was something, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was keys. Something. They're obviously so happy at taking the lead. They're probably after some sort of funky party afterwards. <laughs> With their keys. With their keys, yeah. And Is a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I it's just a, got that, a bit, sorry. It's a bit like their Ipswich fans with their blow-up dolls last year with their late winner. Uh, but yeah, they're like shaking keys or very little bells. Yeah, quite, uh, you speak Spanish, what were they singing? <laughs> they were singing some uh, some songs that we might want to import for our friends from Bedfordshire about Real <laughs> Betis a bit earlier. Um, but we're, we're going to have only allowed 25 players in the Premier League. 25 man squad is all we're allowed. Um, that sounds quite a lot. And uh, maybe a few years ago that was a lot for Watford. But that's all we're allowed. And if at Watford Stats on, um, on Twitter did a, a, a brilliant depth chart if you sort of excluded Belkalim, Lloyd Doyley uh, but Tokyo because he's not really around um, and Lloyd Dyer does leave as we are sort of led to believe in the press we've got 25 there's no, there's no who's in who's out we've got 25 but we don't have the next caveat of 8 homegrown players we would only have Gilmartin, Cathcart, Watson, Deeney, Anya and Hoban. We would be too shy. The only way we can make that up is if we then named some of the younger players such as Connor Smith and Sean Murray into the squad but they would I think they come for free at the moment, don't they? The tw- under 21s. Uh, yeah, I think I think under 20. I think Tommy Hoban's under 21, isn't he? But, does, he yeah. does he count? I think he's 21. I I'm not exactly but sure. But for him to be homegrown, we'd have to name him in the 25. Oh, okay. Um, but, but I think it's. It, I don't think it's a, a, a minimum amount of homegrown players. If, if you want, if you want to fill the twenty-five man squad, there's a there's a maximum number, as I understand it, of non-homegrown players. Foreigners. Foreign, yeah, Johnny foreigners, basically. <laughs> and then if you want to fill out your squad with homegrown players, then you can do so. And I think players under a certain age are exempt as well in some way. So it's a bit it's a bit around how everyone's going. Oh, we ain't got any any homegrown players, but. I don't think there's a minimum number of homegrown players in a matchday squad either. So you could play all the first 11 and all the subs foreign if you wanted. Jase? Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right there. <laughs> I think, I'm, 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 I don't take this the wrong way, but I'm sure you've overcomplicated that. <laughs> I think because obviously your homegrown players, if they are over 21, they need to be in the 25-man yeah, yeah, yeah. squad. So yeah, it, it's a 25-man squad um, and it has to have, yeah, you have to have either eight homegrown players or eight spaces basically <laughs> or somewhere in between now if we had to lose somebody oh no I've said Belklim and, and Doyley's not not, not uh, 100% and has not been around um, and Dye's clearly not working out if you had to lose someone who would you lose now I think someone may correct me on this but I believe you can redo your squad's during the or at the end of the January transfer window right, around okay. that time um, so perhaps it would be pertinent if we left our egg strands given he is long term injury 
So, so that's sort of uh, a starting point, I think. Okay. Jordy, uh, is anyone you would you would sacrifice? Um, good question. Uh, yeah, I can say Ekstrand as well because he's not available. So, and he would be taking up one of our uh, foreign player quotas. Um, that's just players who are kind of finding their feet still uh, a little bit, um, like Paredes and Layun, who I think it depends maybe a little bit on who comes in uh, and how Flores wants to play. We've seen Layun used today ahead of Holibas and ahead of Pudil. So oh, I thought that was made because he hasn't played. Well, he's been playing in the Gold Cup. Yeah, no, with, this, with the team. Though. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I mean, so, I mean, if he's, it could be that. I mean, maybe Pudil could be one of the ones who, um, who misses out if we've got Holibas and Layun to cover the left-hand side and Anya as we saw at the start of today, you know, you know, we've seen some of the players who got us up leave already. Um, Toza and Munari and stuff didn't, didn't get retained. You know, people wanted Guadura, he's not come. So they've been quite ruthless with, um, with, their, with their selection for, the next, for this season. How do you feel about that ruthlessness? You know, this is a, we could see a lot, a very different starting eleven in many, many games than the one that, that got us promoted. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a shame for the players. It's a shame for the manager, you know, um, who who also did his did his bit. But if you look at what previous Watford promotion seasons, it's always been uh, kind of coming up unexpectedly through the playoffs, or perhaps in the case we're under AD, not so unexpectedly. Once we kind of got the season going, we haven't really been able to prepare for ourselves for it. And you know, losing Marlon King was a big problem for us because you know, we we had a lot of eggs in that one basket. And as a result, we were relegated, and with, you know, under Graham Taylor, we kind of went down, having come up with a really, um, in old school money, a third division team with a with a couple of new yeah. players. Yeah, yeah. Now we've kind of done the opposite, so you can't you can't have both sides and expect it. It'd be great if the if the players who'd come up had been deemed, you know, worthy of playing. I think, but you know, there's still some of them here. I think Dean Inigalo um, are going to feature Vidra. We've, okay, we've got him for real, but he feels like he's ours because he's been here so long. Um, Anya, you know, Cathcart's there, Gomez is there. So the spine of the team, barring the two new central midfielders, Kapoor and Baramis, is consistent. And I think, you know, players like Layun will feature. Forestieri, I think, may be more suited to this kind of three-man yeah. three attack. Not an out attacker, but kind of difficult to pick up kind of attacker because he doesn't mind tracking back. He's not, um, he's not a poacher. He's yeah, a, but this, this is a massive year for him. Because yeah. it's like he's been here a long time now, and we were quite critical of him when we were watching the Wimbledon game. He may have scored a goal, but it wasn't a pretty goal. Actually, neither of the goals Watford scored against Wimbledon were pretty goals. No. And when we took, spoke to Troy at the end of last season on our special dinner with Dini, you know, he was quite disappointed in the in the progress that Forestieri's made. Would you leave Forestieri out of a 25? Mm, no, I don't. I'm sort of looking at it now. I don't. I don't think he can because he. As we've seen in this excellent depth chart here, he can cover a couple of different roles, as can someone like Anya. You know, it's interesting we see Paredes here, as I commented earlier on, playing that in that sort of three attacking midfield role. You wonder if he could have been for the chop because he would before tonight you would see him as just a right back. Yeah, yeah. And you'd think, yeah, Neom and Anya can both play there and he's got more than four letters in his surname so he can't be a right <laughs> so, but um, yeah you, you, I, I wondered if he like Pradil on the left I wondered if he could be for the chop from the 25 man squad as well we'll be interested to see what happens uh, are you expecting more to come in Jace? 
is this is this homegrown thing going to cause us a problem and at the same time give us an opportunity maybe if we can't fill our squad with the likes of Padilla and Paredes do we have the option to get in some reasonable quality backup players that are homegrown problem is those prices are ridiculous are, are silly even for, for backup players some of the signings are like um, who did Norwich sign from uh, from Hull 8 million Brady oh, uh, Brady uh, Chester's going to West Brom for similar money yeah. um, Middlesbrough are looking at Jordan Rhodes for 14 million pounds what? What, what is that all about he scores when he wants. He obviously didn't want it when he was playing at Vicarage Road this season because he, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he could have done and didn't. That's the, that's the worry, I think, if we have to start to, to fill this home-growing numbers, do we have to spend some silly money? Because that's the one thing, you know, yes, we have broken the, the club transfer record. Does it worry you about having to spend money, big, big money? No, it doesn't. It's not my money. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> although it may be perhaps through you know season tickets and uh, Watford memorabilia, like by maybe some of it is, <laughs> but not not, of it, not a lot of it. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I think I think we will finish doing our business once the big Premiership teams finish doing their business, uh, it, because they'll then have players who are homegrown who maybe aren't ready to play uh, 30, 35 games for Chelsea um, in a title challenge or Man City or Man United, but who are or Arsenal even but who are perhaps open to coming here. You think of players you know, like Carl Jenkinson's at West Ham from Arsenal, does a job at West Ham's level, isn't used, wouldn't be getting the team at Arsenal necessarily. Um, Chelsea probably got a few players. Arsenal, we, know we had uh, Bella in here a couple of years ago. He's now first team player. So hopefully um, we'll, you know, we'll get, um, if, we wanna, if we wanna fill our quota of, of uh, of homegrown players, there could be some coming in, but on loan, so it wouldn't cost us big bucks. But we would, we would get some players who maybe have got a little bit of Premier League experience and have played with some real Premier League stars in trading at least. Uh, it does seem we've done our business early um, in the in the window compared to, to many. We are top of the league in uh, players coming in. Ten we've had come in, more than Liverpool, more than any other team in the Premier League. We're the top. Anywhere you would add, Jason? Any, anyone else you add? Well, if you look at the way we're set up to play. Four, two, three, one. Uh, I just wonder what the cover is with the two. So two defensive midfielders. Um, obviously we've got Watson as, as maybe as cover, but who else would play there? Could uh, Abdi could do a job there, but yeah. I see him more as being one of the attacking midfielders. Um, perhaps that's where we need to get someone in. Maybe we, we talk about young lone starlets from uh, from the bigger Premier League clubs. Maybe a Nathaniel Chalobah, yeah. that sort of player. To, to come in and play that defensive midfield position or back up in the yeah. defensive midfield position. I think that's where I'd look first of all. Well, there has been big business, but I don't think business is quite over yet. A podcast by Watford fans for Watford fans. This is from the Rookery End. 1 0 Sevilla. There's a rule in, um, in wrestling. That if you lose in the episode of Raw in the week, that means you're going to win at the pay-per-view the following week. It's always a rule. And I think that's what it means. We've, we've lost here. We're going to beat Everton. Chase, do you agree? I, I hope. Rather, <laughs> I, I don't know if I agree, but I hope that's how it works. Okay. Right, so Jason, we've seen these players. We've got new, we've got old. You've got to pick 11. Who right. is your 11 going to be? Let's go. Gomez in goal. Neil at right back, centre back pairing of Prudes and Cathcart. 
left back, we haven't seen a huge deal of Holmas, but I'm guessing he will start at left back. Okay. Again, the defensive midfield pairing, I think, picks itself, Kapue and Barami. I think the next three is probably where it could get interesting. And then the game finished, and we found out some news via WD Sport that both Burgess and Alman Abdi will be out of next week's game. So I gave Jason and Jordy a text to see if they wanted to uh, redo their starting 11s for next week against Everton. Uh, and this was the message uh, Jason left me. First, new message. Hi John, well it seems that Abdi and Berghaus are out of the Everton game now, so I'm going to have to change my front four uh, prediction, if that's OK, of course. We'll stick with Deeney up front with the guy that's just behind him. I'm going to have to start with Gerard L. We're going to bring him on as an impact player, but he's going to have to play now to me. Uh, and I think we'll have Anya as one of the other wingers. Let's uh, see some of that pace up front in the way Scotland use him to see if we can uh, scare the Everton defenders. Let's see how that goes. Thanks, mate. And it's quite funny. Those are Jason's choices after the uh, enforced changes. Interestingly, what Geordie told me in his message. Next, new message. Hey, John, it's Geordie. Uh, I think Flores has used pre-season to kind of find a good spine of his team. So we can probably pencil in seven or eight players. Um, as Jay said, Gomez, Neon, Prodil, Cathcart, probably Holibas, um, Kapui and Barami, and then Dini is captain up front. And uh, if we persist with the uh, 4-2-3-1 formation, um, it's those three that are going to offer us um, tactical flexibility, uh, whether we use players like Paredes and Anya and like Ewan in games, we want to be a bit more defensive uh, and, and help the full-backs, or whether it's more Igalo, uh, Vidra, Forestieri, um, who make up the extra numbers uh, to give us more attacking force. Uh, for Everton, um, I think Horace will play, given that we've lost Abdi and Berghaus. Um, Igalo offers the opportunity to put two up front and he's a, he's a bit of a poacher so him too and um, in order to leave Vidra on the bench as, a, as an option to come on uh, I would probably say Anya um, perhaps on the left to keep an eye on Seamus Coleman so that would leave us with a starting 11 for the Everton game with Gomez Neon, Prodal, Cathcart Holibas, Kapoor, Barami, Igalo, Hurado, Anya and Troy Deeney up front A podcast made by Watford fans Fans. for Watford fans from the rookery end. Games ahead of us, uh, we've got Everton, we've got West Brom, Southampton, Man City. Away, home, home, away. What are we going to get out of this, Jason, this this first section before we get to the the international break at the end of August? What are we going to get? Yeah. Draw. Draw. Okay. Defeat, defeat. No, that's too bad. No, that's bad, isn't it? Who who are we going to beat? Who are we going to beat? Okay, let's go. Draw, win, defeat, defeat. Okay. Geordie? Good question, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) I mean, it's it's hard even watching us today. A week before, we've still got some way to go. Sevilla weren't at 100% normal. We we created chances, but we let, let them have chances. And in the Premier League, you get punished a lot more than you do in the Championship. Uh, and we conceded quite a lot of goals, albeit with almost a completely different team. Uh, we played a different formation and a different manager. We did concede quite a lot of goals in the Championship. Um, so really, for me, it depends how well we can sort that out. Uh, Man City, obviously, is going to be a hard game, just because of who they are. But who knows how they're going to start the season. We won't go into any game particularly as favourites. I don't know, if, if we can get to the end of September, you know, 14th or above, 
and maybe five points above the relegation zone. I think now you know we're not going to win as many games. We're not going to be chasing a title like we did last season. It's going to be think, no, 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 oh. no. You're not even in my wildest dreams. So I think we need to kind of temper our expectations and not get too despondent if it doesn't start too well. Um, That's my worry that actually we've got to make sure that with all these changes, it might not start very well because of all the, the new boys. It might take some time to gel, as they say. But I'm going to go for one win, two draws and a loss. Same with you, Jace. We're going to beat West Brom. Down the baggies. Down the baggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to be back. We're going to do a podcast during the uh, international break. Uh, once we've had those first four games, see how things are panning out. And it's going to be live. Yes, live on the internet. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll give you more information when that's going to be. Uh, but of course, you'll be able to download it and listen to it later on. Uh, thanks for listening. The season's starting, Jason. Where are we finishing? Not in the bottom three. Jordy, where are we finishing? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, yeah, in number? 14, 15. I'm going 15. Give us a number, Jace. 16. Ooh, okay. It's not an auction. Do <laughs> 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 <Do> I win? <laughs> um, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, and come on, you horns! Yeah.